Hello and welcome to Forget the Numbers, the CMS student show. My name is Alan Lynch and joined today by Conor Mertier. Hi everyone. And um, as the education team of Learn Signal, um, we thought today we'd talk um, a little bit about those pain points that students might get during their SEMA exams. Um, and especially today we're going to be concentrating on those objective, te- objective test exams. So we have been um, kind of given some information by SEMA of some areas that students have been struggling with. And when we look at that, whether it's the 2015 syllabus or the 2019 syllabus, those areas stay the same. So whatever way you're doing your exams, um, these are still common areas that students struggle with. So I guess the first thing to note is, um, strangely enough, they're the core areas of being a management accountant. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think all the most important. All things. the most important areas of being a management accountant. Um, and I guess what they do is they they indicate to us that students are kind of um, struggling to, I suppose, take the content um, from whatever source they're getting it and then kind of apply it to the exam technique. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think also people maybe aren't grasping kind of core concepts early and they might get away with it at, you know, a certain level. But then when they go to later subjects in that stream, Hmm. it's very evident that they don't have that core knowledge. Yeah, and I guess the difference is because they're they're kind of multiple choice questions um, in the objective test, they can be so varied. They can cover a huge amount of the course. They can be very varied. um, And you could get kind of a numbers question, then a theory-based question, then a theory-based question with some numbers. You can get so many different varieties of it that if you don't know this stuff, you don't kind of get time to sit back and think about it and work it out. You, it's a kind of know it or you don't yeah, know it. Yeah, and I think people, um, sometimes people think those multiple-choice objective test questions are easier, but you actually can't hide. So you're more exposed, whereas in some other exams, people might get away with with bluffing a little bit or, oh, or working I, around or babbling. Let, let me write 20 pages of content anytime. <laughs> yeah. Multiple choice questions, I, I, it's just not so, my thing because you kind of go, you start second guessing yourself and it's like being on a quiz show. You think you know the answer, but then you think, are they playing a trick? Yeah. And you go for the least answer because you think you're, uh, you figured out the yeah. system. Who wants to be a millionaire? That's Who wants what to be a millionaire? I did want to be one, but <laughs> I'd never win in that quiz show. Um, so some of the areas that were raised... Um, by SEMA, and this is uh, this is obviously based on student performance over a period of time, um, P1, um, and they raise a couple of areas there, and they're cost accounting systems or cost accounting for decision and control for the, the future, uh, for the 2019 syllabus, um, short-term decision-making and short-term commercial decision-making. Again, um, there are two areas which, um, when I looked at them, there's kind of a relationship between kind of numbers and um, narrative, and you kind of need it to be good on both. Um, on P2, it was cost planning and analysis for competitive advantage or managing the cost of operating value for the 2019 syllabus, long-term decision-making or capital investment decision-making. So the names haven't changed very much and you can see that the, the, the courses um, are exactly the same. For F2, and I guess this one didn't surprise me that much because um, if you're going into SEMA, you're going in for a certain... Um, area of expertise and F2 um, the issue was in financial reporting um, but for the 2019 syllabus it gives you more of a, an indication because it's financial reporting standards and group accounts and both of those areas are, are pretty tough um, remembering the standards how do they apply in what area do they apply where and if you're doing a multiple choice question and you're given kind of uh, oh IFRS 9 which of these four apply 
and they can all be quite yeah. the difference could be the but or a comma or yeah, something not, very small they're not small. trying to make it easy for you no it's not going to be really obvious what the answer is and unless you're 100% sure um, it can be a little bit of guesswork and then finally in the P3 one and as we said at the beginning these are all finance and management accounting related um, responses to strategic risk and then in the area of internal controls so First of all, what I'd like to say, if you're not doing any of these subjects, don't say, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Everything else is easy. Because I think the the way we're going to approach this in a minute is uh, to kind of ignore the topic. So be aware that these are topics that students struggle with um, in objective tests. And I think Connor mentioned earlier, if you struggle with it in objective test, you're likely going to struggle more with it in case study because there's an element of objective test. You know it or you don't know. But when you get to the case study, it's going to have to be um, application and discussion. And if you don't know the basics, you're not going to be able to apply anything to it, to the pre-scene case study. Yeah, I think you get exposed yeah, fairly quickly very at quickly. that point. And, I, and there's an element of that, I think, there's probably a link between some of these areas and the low pass rates in the case study exams, um, that maybe it doesn't, maybe you just about get away with it. And we're not saying necessarily that lots of people fail because of not doing well in the objective tests. We're saying maybe because you passed, you think you did well in every area, but these are areas that consistently come up that students are struggling with. Um, So stay with us if you're not doing these subjects because it's still important and I think you'll learn something. Um, And what is that magic reason? And I mentioned earlier, is it numbers? Is it narratives? I actually think it's a little bit more basic than that. Maybe it's not the syllabus and maybe in in a year's time, those syllabus areas will be completely different. I kind of think it's the way um, the way we're learning and, and maybe students are learning those subjects because um, one thing they probably have in common, if I was given a manual to study any of those areas of, of that were highlighted there, I'd find it very tough if I was kind of with no background. Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. Whereas you'd kind of be okay. Maybe strategic risk you'd be okay with, but if you're trying to work out um, financial standards and IFRSs and trying to read from that and how to apply it. The books are kind of two-dimensional where you're kind of, oh, IRF 9, IFRS 9 is this, um, it applies under these five yeah. conditions. Well, it's not the same. I think all of these areas we mentioned are are kind of, they can be, um, they're big areas, but something like a standard has so much detail in it that to try to get it down into a manual, everything has a certain degree of relevance that you end up nearly rewriting the standard, which yeah. is, is detail you don't need. So for someone who doesn't have a basic understanding coming to it for the first time, you don't really know how to pick those key points up. And it's all in the question. It. I could ask, we could both come up with a, a, a three-line question on IFRS 9 broadly and say, OK, we're going to talk about this exact part of the standard. But because of the questions could be slightly different, your answer is completely different. Yeah, yeah. Um, because uh, I kind of think standards are like tax, you change a word or two and the application is completely different. So the, man- the manuals definitely cover a lot of con- content. And I think the other thing, and especially in these areas as well, you're encouraged to learn from manuals. You feel like I have to remember everything that's on every page. I have to learn. Whereas I kind of think um, you should be encouraged to understand and then be able to apply your knowledge because learning still happens when you're practicing questions. Learning still happens when you're doing mock exams. It's not that you have to learn everything and then do all the questions. And I I think the, the whole thing about 
it's this, um, and I think we all had it when we were growing up and you're in school and, and even college, you're encouraged to remember things and regurgitate. Mm. But you can't remember a standard and know how to apply it in the exam. You have to understand it yeah. to be able to know how to apply it. And I think if, if as, as a student, I think it's important to look at um, how you learn and, and try not to, it's not about memorising, it's about having a broad understanding and then practising, applying that knowledge. And that I think that will close the gap. So Connor did a comparison, um, I guess, of we just did a scenario of, of, a, of somebody who's maybe a self-study or using the manuals and what you might face. And we kind of used our platform as a, as a guide about how you might do things a little bit differently and compare those experiences. So what we did, we took one of the module areas on P1, which is cost accounting systems. And for anybody using the 2019 syllabus, it's the cost accounting for decision and control. So Connor, what did we, if we start off with the teaching yeah, so, part, what did we, what did okay, we find so out? Starting with the, the manuals for that one module area, you're looking at, for the one we looked at, 236 pages of content. To memorize. So, to, to, <laughs> to read through and try memorize and then also try understand and pick up yeah. the key points. And I think for anyone listening, if you just try to think in your own head how long it would take you to read 236 pages. Um, well, that's kind of like if you put three refill pads on top of each other. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. If you think of it that as an amount of content, that's yeah. a, and I think that would hold a big door open. As, as you kind of mentioned there, there's obviously so much information to take in that a lot to remember, but you don't really know what's exam relevant and none of that you're going to have to rewrite in the exam because it's it's um, objective test questions. Yeah. So it's, it's not really building that link in your head. And even um, when you get to the case study, you're not going to have to rewrite the four pages on financial standards or in this case in costing um, you're not going to have to say oh a cost accounting technique is follow yeah. and, and list them all yeah and I think the other thing there, like there are there are examples within that but I certainly found myself particularly when studying things like um, you know accounting standards it can seem to make sense as you're reading it and you read an example and that's all fine but when you actually get to a question you realise you haven't really taken in or, or understood that. So while they're, you know, you're reading a, a huge amount of content here, you, I suppose you're not really making that connection to what you actually know and what you're going to face in the exam. So we've taken a, I guess, if, if you, if there's a, two sides to if there's a border there on one side we're completely yeah, the other we're, side we're uh, and there's lots side. and there's lots in between and we're not saying any is better than worse but we're just kind of getting you to consider your learning so from I guess from a learn signal perspective what, what's our approach for the 236 pages of the yeah, manual so when we looked at this um, the teaching side of this module we'd um, compress that into not compressed I'd say but pick the key information and we've created seven videos with an average time of 10 minutes per video of what we find is the most essential and what you need to know for that exam. Um, we also have short and kind of to the point notes that are attached to each video, which again summarize the key areas and I suppose just point you in the direction to the things you have to know. So that if, if you read, you know, a short one page of notes, you know the key areas for, let's say, a standard or that, that module area. And it's reinforcing that that knowledge and that learning you hopefully picked up when you watched the video as well. Yeah. Um, then, obviously, after each... Um, after each video, then we have five MCQs on that that topic based on what's been covered in the video. So again, replicating you know what you're gonna see in the exam, but being very focused to that that syllabus area. So I think 
as a starting point that I lo looked at was, you know, seven videos of roughly 10 minutes. I know I'm not reading 236 pages in 70 minutes. Yes, um, that's true. So I think, think that's one. But also, if you have looked at a topic a couple of weeks ago, if I am about to start into questions on that or I've seen a question in an exam and I'm not familiar, I can very quickly go back and read a one-page note summary and it can let me know the key points. Whereas if you have to kind of flick through 230 pages odd mm. and try to think what were the key points and reading different bits, that's not an easy task. No, Or you'd be spending twice your time reading at the beginning with those little tags that people yeah, stick up yeah, there. Yeah, where they, you, every you, second page. There's so. always somebody when I was in, when you're in college who had, like people were, their books were folded over the bottom of a bag. They only came out in between yeah. lectures. And then there was the person who took their book out and they had the multicolored tags and they had yeah, all yeah. this. Or the, this, the highlighter where more words are highlighted. Highlighted than that, yeah. <laughs> Okay, you're going to remember all of that. So you've just take it. You just haven't highlighted the word the. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's the. I guess that's the teaching, and that's different, and, and the, they're on a, a different scale. Um, I get you. You kind of touched on there. We start off with the five questions, so we're trying to get you um, applying your knowledge straight away, and it's also testing you the fact that have you, I guess, paid attention to the video. Then if we're talking about getting ready for your exam, so this is um, kind of exam practice, what are the, the different things um, on offer? Yeah, well, th this one's pretty straightforward, but it's kind of looking at the um, exam kits or our own version. But for within the manuals, there's, I think, about 90 odd questions. Mm -hmm. um, whereas what we do is we have four 30 question tests, um, which are kind of like mini mocks. They're replicating that exam experience um, and they're for each syllabus area. Um, so on top of that, and then the video, the questions we have alongside the MCQs, we kind of have a total of about 155 questions that are similar to those exam questions versus the 90 odd. Okay. Um, and it's obviously very targeted. So if you, if you've do the videos and, and you're getting constant results and feedback. So if you're doing the videos and you answer your five questions and you pass that test, well, you know that you've paid attention. Yeah. And, and I then think having four areas in, in four tests, as you said, mini mocks are yeah, a yeah. good description. I think the, the important thing there as well, particularly at the start, you know, you're not going to go out and ace those tests straight away. But if you find there's one area you're continuing to struggle with, going back and watching a 10 minute video isn't eating into your, your study a huge amount. But having to go and find that particular area in the book and reread, that that's a much more difficult task. And you can keep doing our tests over and over again. And, and I know we don't, it's not necessarily that you get new questions every time, but we do jumble around the order of the questions and where the solutions are. So, yeah, yeah. And so we don't make it the exact same experience. So yeah, yeah. it also be. doesn't stay A the whole time. Exactly. So you can't start to... But it's also to, positive to know that if you remember it, so if you do a question, you get it wrong, the same question comes up and you go, oh, I remember what the answer was, it's that. Well, that means you've learned it. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you know, now you you kind of will never forget that once you've made the mistake. Up, yeah. yeah. So that's a that's a good way of doing it. Um, and then I guess the, the big, our big preach, no matter what, what subjects we ever teach, is doing mock exams. Yeah. Um, now, again, a lot of providers uh, offer mock exams. Um, we won't go into to price the different things, but yeah. they offer mock exams. But again, these are, a lot of the times are paper-based mock exams that 
that you um, kind of circle your answers on, whereas all our mocks are, are designed specifically to replicate your exam experience, which is what a mock is all about. Mm. It's about trying to um, replicate that so the day of the exam you've trained yourself for that experience. So all of our mocks are, are on a computer system and um, the format of questions are designed to be the same and it's really just trying to give you that experience of exam day before it happens. And then if you do your mock and you haven't done well or you haven't done as well as you hoped or well as you needed to, you can discover quite quickly, oh, well, I got those four wrong. They were all on um, cost accounting, for example. And it's not a bit, as you said, going back. You kind of go, well, where in cost accounting did I make the mistake? I don't know where in the yeah. 236 pages it was. But in the seven videos, it might, by looking at the notes, it might be easier to narrow it down. Yeah. And yeah. sure, what's the worst thing that can happen in 70 minutes? You've watched all the content again. Yeah. So it's not, it's not too much of a disaster. Uh, well, I think that's um, and that's just a good um, a good breakdown of everything there. And I know we do uh, like Connor's itching to point out here. Um, there's the the other things that we offer is a twenty four seven support and the study timetables and the webinars and this podcast that you're listening to, um, which is a big part of that. Um, but I think this the the aim of this podcast was really just to. Um, get across the idea of um, that you can learn in a different way. And and obviously we're biased. Like yeah. This is a Learn Signal <laughs> podcast. So obviously we want you to sign up to Learn Signal. But we, we kind of, it, these podcasts are supposed to help students in just making them aware of things maybe they never thought of before. And I think if you, if you have been struggling um, in certain areas, remember you, and you might say, oh, well, I'll get away with it for the objective test but you will not get away with it for a case study. And the, the pass rates in SEMA really starkly show that. So I think if, if you make that little bit of extra effort now, if you try and um, not to memorize, but to understand and apply, and if you can get, and, and you might say, well, I could get easily past my objective test, but why not get 90% in your objective test? And then that will show better um that you're better prepared for your um, whatever case to the exam that you have to do next. So I think obviously the, there's the there's the value of the videos and you can watch them on your phone. So like I stand in a packed train every day, I can watch it on my phone. I'm not too sure my fellow passengers would appreciate me <laughs> opening up the manual <laughs> and saying, and would, highlighting. You mind, and highlighting, <laughs> would you mind highlighting me yeah, that for me because the, the I can't tabs. actually reach it myself. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so this is just really to make you think. And again, I, I've said, obviously, we're a bit biased, but think about your learning. If you are struggling, and this applies to case studies, if you are struggling, don't kind of do the same thing over and over again. Um, try and do something different. Analyze where you think you might be going wrong. And usually it's a pretty simple. Yeah, I think actually one of the risks is people studying in a certain way, when things don't go right, they go deeper that way. So let's say you you had been using a manual, then you think, I haven't read the manual enough, I haven't yeah. highlighted enough, I need to read it twice through, whereas that's not the case. We're we're all about studying effectively and yeah. efficiently and, and getting the most out of it. And it doesn't have to be this long, honours process. Yeah. It can be, you know, streamlined, really effective study. Yeah, if you're struggling with something, don't double down on it. And do this, <laughs> do, do, I'll do twice as much of the stuff I don't understand, because yeah. that'll get me through. So don't assume that a subject is hard because you were struggling with it. Maybe it's just the the way of learning isn't right for you. And if you can find that way of learning that, that works for you, um, 
I think you'll be a lot more successful in your exams and that knock-on impact to the case to the exams will be huge. Um, so thanks very much, Connor, for this week. Thank you. And we'll talk to you all again next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>